Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 81, about the state parks along the Gulf Coast. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week, we are sponsored by Camp Spot. Camp Spot makes camping reservations easy with real-time pricing, top-rated camping destinations, and easy reservation systems. There's no need to call campgrounds or wait for your booking to be accepted. CampSpot works directly with campground reservation systems and guarantees you're always getting the best deal. Visit floridatravelpod.com slash campspot to get started. All right, Christina, before we go state park hopping, um, we've talked about the All Trails app before, yeah, right? Yeah, we've both used this thing many in many ways. And I wanted to just touch base on it again because, because we're talking state parks and we're talking, you know, maybe some hiking trails and visiting some of these trails along the All Trails apps. Um, I wanted to make a point that sometimes All Trails apps lists trails that are within the state parks. So when you're out there looking for a hiking trail or something to do on the All Trails apps, make sure, you know, try to determine if it's in a state park or not, because if it is, that means you might be paying the state park fee, which, you know, it's not a bad thing, but you want to know that going in. Um, really quick. So the All Trails app, it gives you information about the trail, including time, terrain, um, everything that you would want to know if you were a hiker about going on a specific trail and even maps it for you. I think so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because um, sometimes when you go on these trails, the trail will change directions. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, though, sometimes when you're in the woods, you're not well, and you can even purchase the pro version, which allows you to download the map so you can have them offline if you don't have service, if you're out there in the middle of nowhere. But also if you're out there in the middle of nowhere, don't go hiking by yourself. Always have someone with you. And also when you're hiking, don't forget your sunscreen. Why? Well, because you can still get burned through the trees. <laughs> And some trails aren't in the trees. All right, we live in Florida. You didn't expect me to ask you why, did you? Uh, I'm always on my toes with you, Tanya. <laughs> always. Welcome back. It's been a couple of weeks since we've recorded, right? No, it has been. <laughs> all right. So we're back to our state parks episodes. Uh, this time we're going to go all along the Gulf Coast. And because we're talking state parks and we're talking Gulf Coast, I've found a lot of these are going to be largely beaches. Right. This is true. So I stuck to the coastline on this. Uh, but, you know, wherever you're going to go with a state park that comes with that sugar soft sand. Who does thunk beaches, state parks? Like <laughs> not where I I mean, OK, where I grew up. Yes, you had state parks that are along the beaches. I guess it wasn't something I ever necessarily associated with the fact that yes this is a state park and yes there is a beach that really all it is is land owned by the state exactly exactly maintained owned promoted right all of those things so the largest one i found um and actually this is the largest (laughs) state park i found was careful yeah you you do it (laughs) fact Fakahatchee Strand Preserve. <laughs> you went fak, I went Fakahatchee. Faka. Well, I actually was pur- purposely doing that, so I didn't say it. Faka. Fakahatchee. 
Yes, this is. Remember, we don't have an explicit rating, so be careful. (laughs) That's why I said be careful. (laughs) This um, this preserve is located. It is the largest state park. It's located next to the Cypress National Preserve. It's just south of Naples. It's also near the Florida Panther. Florida Panther National Wildlife Refuge. Have um, you ever seen a Florida Panther? Not in person, no. I have in my backyard. Oh. Yep. Jumped over the fence, scared the living lights out of me. I I would think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, um and by the way, too, for the state parks, I'm kind of going south to north on this. So this is the furthest south I'm gonna get, just south of Naples. But this one used to be home to a massive logging operation, which is why it ended up as a preserve and state park so that they could prevent too much deforestation. I I never thought of logging as happening here in Florida either. Not down, especially not down south. I, cypress trees, maybe? Yeah, I get, I, well, uh, can you do that? I don't think you can do that with cypress trees, can you? Well, I'm, I'm not talking about today. I'm talking about, oh, you know, okay. maybe 100 years ago or 70 years ago. Or, you know, maybe you need to go to Fakahachi Strand Preserve and learn some history. <laughs> they also have a really nice um they call it it's the big cypress bend boardwalk and it brings you to the largest bald cypress swamp in the world it's called the amazon of north america well i would imagine that's i didn't even know that existed i didn't either but they do have tours available and so it's again now, well, cypress trees are a, a a thing to be seen. They're ju- a jungle, yeah, for sure. I agree. It's really, really neat to see them out there in the wetlands. They're definitely. I mean, it's a tree growing out of water, mm-hmm. practically. Yeah, and it looks sometimes they they are so big that their roots are above, or not. It's not a roots above the ground, but it's like they form this sort of. Um, hole <laughs> yeah. so i can't think of a you could walk underneath them oh yeah a lot That's of them it. they have <laughs> like this opening yeah. underneath the tree yes i was just mentioning i've been working on some california content for my other blog and you know you talk about like the sequoias and they have those big wide openings too sometimes where the fires have hit them mm-hmm. yeah cypress trees just have yeah they, they grow weird all right. So the next one on my list is Collier Seminole State Park. This one is within the 10,000 Islands National Refuge. It lies partly within the Great Mangrove Swamp. Mangroves are also a thing to be seen. Yes. And I mean, this is really kind of neat because you're talking swamps. You're talking a lot of people say, well, let's go to the Everglades. Well, maybe you can't get all the way to the Everglades or maybe you're on the wrong side of the state, not the wrong side, a different side of the state. <laughs> and uh, you want to see some of these mangroves and things that make up the gra- the Everglades. And these state parks are perfect for that. Yeah, you can you can canoe through mangroves. You can you can even canoe through this. The cypress. You can canoe. You can canoe. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes, you can do that. I mean, I've gone um, kayaking down rivers with giant cypress and mangroves alongside. It's 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 beautiful. beautiful. And it's so Florida. The next one on my list, this is this is definitely where we're going to start getting into some of the beaches. But Lover's Key is a state park. And this is one of those stunning stretches of white sand beaches that also happens to be a state park. It's located in Fort Myers Beach. It was once only reachable by boat. I thought this was kind of interesting. 
it was going to be home to luxury condos. And but now because the state was able to take it over, it didn't become one of those big stretches of beach that's with towering skyscraper condos. Now it is a state park. It's preserved. And it's those beautiful. I mean, take a look at this. That just beautiful sugar sand, sunset looking mm. beaches. It's absolutely perfect. There's it's one a- of the kinds of things you would see on a pamphlet for Florida. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's called Lover's Key at that. You too. keep saying that like you're reading a novel. Lover's <laughs> Key. <laughs> maybe, maybe that should be what I'm working on next. <laughs> Tanya's going to become a romance uh, narrator. Listen, some of these novelists, I read their <laughs> books and I go, wow, what it, wouldn't it be great to just go and research that information? You know, here's an, just more excuses for me to travel. <laughs> oh, I've got to research this book I'm writing on Lover's Key. <laughs> I've got to go there so I can see it. But they also, so it does still have kind of that resort feel because you can rent umbrellas, but you can also rent bikes and kayaks and canoes news and paddle boards. So it has that, you know, beach resort feel, but it's a state park. So you know that it's not going to be overcrowded. I mean, it's going to get busy. Don't get me wrong, but it's not going to be overcrowded (laughs) with super tall condos and everybody going there for vacation. So Mm -hmm. I just, I like it. It's, uh, they say it's, the park is a popular romantic destination and frequently hosts picturesque Gulfside weddings. I mean, of course, you know, if you're going to go get married somewhere, why not go get married at the Lover's Key? Uh, Cayo Costa is north of Lover's Key in Fort Myers Beach. It's another state park on the beach. Nine miles of untouched sand. That's a lot. Okay, of what exactly front. constitutes untouched? Because to me, if it's a state no park, development. Okay, I'm like, you know, we think untouched, and you're like, I'm the first person to walk on this beach. <laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> I would say it means undeveloped. It means. That there are no um, restaurants or hotels or homes or it is, it's there. It's nature and wild and yeah, majestic, I like majestic this majestic piece, piece of untouched <laughs> Florida. Uh, what I liked about this is um, parts of it are only accessible by boat or kayak. They do have primitive camping, fishing and scuba diving activities and it's only two dollars to get in. Nice. So your state parks too. Let's talk about entrance fees for a minute. They range, right? Some of them might be free. Some of them are two dollars, five dollars. Some, some of, of them that go is by the, car. Yeah, some of them go by car. It might be five dollars per car, uh, eight dollars per person. There is a annual fee. An annual pass that you can buy. I believe we've looked at this and yeah. talked about this before. I want to say it's $120 for a family. So if you're if you're planning on saying, hey, this year we're going to try to hit all the state parks, get your pass. <laughs> yeah, get your pass and good luck because how many do we have? No, I know. How many have we <laughs> talked about? 120 or something like uh, that. Oh, we've was... mentioned this in a previous episode, so maybe you'll have to go find that episode. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, good luck digging on that one because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we have said it though. How, we looked up exactly how many. It's not that hard to find out. Yeah, it, there's a lot. But either way, if you're going to go to state parks or if you're going to go frequently or if you're in this area or vacationing in this area and you just want to go to Lover's Key or Kaya Costa every day. 175. 175 parks. Yep. Not dollars. No. $120 for the family pass. I think it's $80 for a single. Uh, either way, you 
the fees vary. So depending on where you're going, look at whether or not, you know, if you're going to go frequently, uh, an annual pass might be worthwhile. Florida State Park annual pass, $120. There you go. Individual is $60. Oh, $60. Okay. So for the so price. So family is $120. So if you have a family of m- more than two, you're getting a deal. And look at that too. Doesn't that family include, you know, like up to like your entire car? So if you have four kids or five kids, you can get the entire family in for 120. Um, it's, let's see, occupants up of one vehicle, up to, up eight. to eight people, there you go. including the pass holder. So if you have the pass and you have seven people in your car that don't have the pass, you still all get there it. There you go. Exactly. So bring your camper vans or your conversion <laughs> Pack van. Pack them in, baby. Pack <laughs> them in. <laughs> all right. The next one on my list is Mayaka River State Park. This one is near Sarasota. I've been to Mayaka River State Park. Have you been there? No. Okay. I really liked this one because it's just outside of Sarasota. It's in Sarasota County. It's also the, the way that this is described, not something we've talked about before. It is one of the oldest and largest state parks. What I, th- I think what was really neat about Mayaka River is the different landscapes it had. So we went and drove through and you see it's just prairies, grasslands. That. It was so interesting. Wildflowers and prairies. Oh, We've not beautiful. really talked about that type of land here. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a couple places where you might find that throughout Florida, but it, it was really beautiful. It was really different. Uh, they also have, I mean, but they also have... Um, water and they have a boat tour. They have wetlands. What is also really neat amongst the pines, they have a canopy walkway. Mm. So think of those, you know, those hanging bridges or those, you know, large bridges in the trees. Mm, yeah. They have one of those there. It's not huge. It, it is definitely probably four stories up. Does it? I know you're looking I'm at looking it right at now. It does right it now. say how tall it is? We've done that. We've done the canopy walkway. The walkway is suspended 25 feet above the ground. Okay, 25 feet. So, and it extends 100 feet. Yeah, it's it's just a nice little climb, and the views to see the prairies from the walkway is really really neat. Oh, there's weevils there. Weevils wobble and they don't fall down. Weevils, they're (laughs) bugs. (laughs) They we, we. where wherever weevils invade, it decimates air plants. Oh, and those air plants are yeah. also dangerous to the forest. Yeah, the walkway is really cute looking, though. That looks kind of neat. Yeah, it is. It's just a really nice stop if you're in the Sarasota area. And we've talked about Sarasota. We have a whole episode about it. We have Sarasota. We have Siesta Key. All of that is in the same area. You can easily make a trip of doing um, Miyaka River, Sarasota, Siesta Key, and see, the, Key. and see the Ringling Museum. And see the Ringling Museum. All of that is this great. And this is it's a good location. This is exactly the trip that I did a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how it keeps showing up is the little bees here and there within these episodes. Hey, Christina, have you ever heard of Viator? I absolutely have heard of Viator. Did you know that you can use Viator to book places and tours in Florida? Yeah, there's some fantastic places that you can find on Viator. I have even booked that trolley tour that you took in St. Augustine. I was able to book that through Viator. And what I love is that if we had to change our plans, they have free cancellation. I know, 24 hours cancellation and you get a full refund, right? That's 100% refund, isn't it? It is. And so you can find all kinds of things from 
trolley tours to snorkeling to even some airboat tours throughout the state of Florida. So so like a, an experience as opposed to just, oh, look up a, a, a rental to stay in or lodging. It's actual like total experience. Absolutely. And Viator has so many tours to choose from. They really are your all-in-one site for attractions and things to do in our Sunshine State. And I wanted to say too, they they're, they they work like a search platform. So you could just be like, hey, I'm I want things to do in in Miami and it pops up with everything, right? Absolutely. So I put some of our favorite tours on our website. So to get started, if you want to go to floridatravelpod.com slash Viator, you can get started booking some of our favorite Florida attractions. And Viator is spelled V-I-A-T-O-R. So, I love this next place. Oh, you talk about it then. Have you been? Caledes- I've been to Honeymoon Island, Caledesi Island, same area, but yes, many times. Okay, so they're just north of Tampa. Mm-hmm. Again, islands, beaches, popular destinations. Very, right? very pretty. Yeah. Um, Caladesi is only accessible by boat. Right. Um, on Honeymoon Island, I know parking can fill up, so you want to get there early. But this is these are very popular destinations for those who are looking to go to a beach in the Tampa area and maybe not go to Clearwater or Indian Rocks Beach that might be a little bit more crowded. These, again, feel very untouched, undeveloped but still have enough amenities like honeymoon island right has at least bathhouses they have great bathhouses there it's a it's a it's a fantastic there's pavilions and bathhouses there's a lot of rocks and shells there was a one area of the beach that was you could go out like if you really want to like climb out on the rocks and stuff by honeymoon island that's where we went to a great pavilion that was there we barbecued and it was fantastic. Um, it does mention the eagles um, and osprey, and we did see eagles there. Um, it's just a, it's a great, beautiful place. And again, it's a state park. Mm-hmm. So how- And of course, you get the beautiful sunset. And so if you live in this area, definitely that's a annual pass to get, to get just to go to Honeymoon Island all the time, mm-hmm. right? I wish I lived at a place where could, day trips there for us are a little bit a little bit far. I've done it. I've done the day trip there, but I would love to. Right. It's it's not the drive there. It's the drive home after you've been oh, in the exactly. sun and in the water all yeah. day and you're tired and everyone falls asleep in the car Except and you're stuck you. driving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Werner Boyce is another one. I thought this was really interesting. I had never heard of this state park before, but again, out of how many state parks we have. Right. <laughs> this is a Salt Springs State Park and it's interesting because the springs that are in the area they have large salt deposits on the rock and it was kind of discovered during the civil war or at least discovered in modern times um the the natives knew about it of course it was discovered during the civil war because they saw the animals licking the rocks and of course they love things like salt licks so salt works were set up on this property and it's now you know still has some working salt mine salt salt works within it uh this is also where you can see um, a tidal waterfall just past the salt spring that you can see during low tide and the springs trail shows you various salt springs and sinks Mm. um but there's very few salt springs in florida so that's kind of neat that this is one of them exactly again anything you want in this state we have found that you can find mullet fishing is apparently a very big deal there ah yes we (laughs) 
<laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> there was a reason why I left that <laughs> off. <laughs> if you've listened to our previous episodes, uh, was it Weird Festivals where we yep. talked about mullet tossing? Mullet tossing into, into Alabama. <laughs> that was back on episode 68, by the way. <laughs> I really want you to talk about the next one on our list. Okay. Oh, yay. Wiki Wachi. <laughs> Okay, I have to tell you a funny story. Can I tell you a funny story? You can always tell me a funny story. So my daughter is in a school up in Pennsylvania, and one of the kids that is um, in the school with her is from Wikiwachi. And so they're going... from Wikiwachi. He's from Wikiwachi, like legitimately from Wikiwachi. I didn't know people were from there. (laughs) Yeah, so he, he, they introduced themselves at the classes, and (laughs) and so every single class, they've gotten to the point where they introduce each other now because they've had to introduce... There's only 10 of them that got in. So he, they're talking about, they talk about, you know, each other. So he'll, the, his spiel was the same every time. So now they've switched. And he introduces himself and says that he's from Wikiwachi, Florida, home of the mermaids. <laughs> and, and since nobody knows where Wikiwachi is, I'm really just from Tampa. <laughs> but everyone should know where Wikiwachi is because it is the coolest old Florida place that exists in the entire state. And I, I, we must have mentioned this place at least five times. Did you know there? celebrating 75 years this no, year are they gonna do the old mermaid things they bring i back don't their old know mermaids. i don't know that's that would be worth going over there <laughs> i've to seen see. it larry our producer is laughing because <laughs> i said the old mermaids but i've seen their old mermaid shows and they bring back mermaids that were there i in think like the she 70s. means vintage not as in you know 80 year olds swimming okay, well, in mermaid tails you word it however you want they they are like 65 70 year old mermaids swimming i don't i'm oh like that's goodness. impressive because that's deep water they're holding their breath yeah it's really it's really well cool. and as we know the springs are cold and the so, springs are cold right so i love that this is a state park because it's also a roadside attraction it it's is an totally a roadside attraction it's an amusement park it has mermaids it has water slides too it so. does that's buccaneer bay so it's got two sides it's almost like it's two different parks and and the one side is buccaneer bay and they've got a whole bunch of water slides and a raft that you can swim out to in the middle and it's it's I used to think it was scary because the water was so deep and I was little and you know and I was terrified of under the dock oh. and the kids would swim under the dock and I was always too scared to swim under the dock but well they also have a natural river that kind of flows around the swimming area so it says you can float in the natural river uh, you can do kayaking down the Wikiwachi river yes and in 2007 I thought this was really neat. They found new passages in the Springs cave system, and it's now confirmed it is the deepest freshwater cave system in the United States. I told you it's deep. I was scared. Legitimately scared. Isn't that fascinating? It is. And so something else about Wikiwachi, aside from its oldness, is it used to not be a state park. But they're celebrating 75 years, so... How long was it? Wikiwachi is 75 years old, but it got changed from being a privately owned place to being state owned at some point in the middle there. So, Oh, that's good to know. Well, a couple other things. Let's talk some more about mermaids. They've been that quintessential roadside attraction. They have a 400 seat auditorium. They host things like Hans Christian Andersen's Little Mermaid. Did you know you can get tail mail from the mermaids? This is so cute. So they have an educational uh, opportunity that if you have a child under 17, they can write a letter to their favorite mermaid and get an autographed picture along with a videotaped response. (laughs) That's so cool. And they call it tail mail. Tail mail. I love it. 
love so it. Cute. So we'll have the link to tail mail in our show notes. I would notes. have loved that as a kid. I, you have kids that can do this. Oh, I know, but I would have loved it as a kid. You should have been a mermaid. I should have been a mermaid. I know. I've been told many times I should have worked at Wiki Wachi. So have your kids do some tail mail. I will. I want to see what they get. Okay. Uh, next on my list is another one of my favorites. It's Homosassa Springs Same. State Park. I love it's magical there. The full name is Ellie Schiller Homosassa Springs Wildlife State Park. It's a lot going on in that name. Yes, there is. But it is a wildlife park. I like that you drive up and it's this parking lot and this building and you think, okay, this is a state park. It feels very much you're on the road, but you take a boat from the parking area to the springs. They're home to hundreds of manatees and you can even try to catch a ranger talk and feeding of the manatees if you can. And um, and then there's a wildlife walk. Mm-hmm. So it is a wildlife park. It is for rehab and rescue. It's Florida's only wildlife park that works with the Florida Fish and Wildlife to rehabilitate black bears and release them back into the wild. We did the um, the park where you walk through um, and I saw them to a mama, a a mama um, hippopotamus. Oh, yes, they Had, have a hippo yeah, there. And um, I've never seen a hippo that close up before. And they were feeding the the mama, and I was like, "Dang, their teeth are huge." Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I know they're they're pretty docile, but when they are a mama, ooh, no, no. ooh, I think I would be more afraid of the hippos out in the savannah than I would be of the lions. Yeah, their their mouths were so. Big. I've never, that was the closest I've ever seen of a hippo being fed. Yeah, I don't know how they have a hippo or why they have a hippo. They're not native to Florida, but they do have a hippo. They do have a You're hippo. Right. But they're also, I like that they're the only one that actually works with the Florida Fish and Wildlife, though, mm-hmm. too, for the black bears. Next on the list is Crystal River. I've got a couple places in Crystal River. We've got the Crystal River Preserve, and it's home to the estuary of Crystal River. And I know you've taught me this many times. So I had to put my homeschool moment in here that I remember that estuary is where the fresh and the salt water meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crystal River Preserve feels more like a place for boating and kayaking. Once upon a time, they did have boat tours. As of April of 2022, they're not operating. It just doesn't say that they're gone for good, but there's no further info as to whether or not these boat tours are going to come back. Uh, however, Crystal River Preserve, if you want to go kayaking or have access to Crystal River, this is a great place to start. Crystal River is gorgeous. I went diving there. And you can see manatees along the river. I mean, you time that right. You can get some really great photos and videos too. Mm-hmm. Then nearby, Crystal River Archaeological State Park is within the Crystal River Preserve. I think I've talked about this before. I think you did on the... It is an archaeological park where you can see the history of pre-Columbian burial mounds and evidence of ceremonial sites for the Native Americans. We've visited there. Um, My son, you know, toured all around there. He's big into that, you know, archaeology, anthropology stuff. Uh, What I found interesting here was that learning that items made of copper were this far south. So copper mines are usually in northern Michigan, the Upper Peninsula, Canada, uh, Wisconsin, maybe. You don't find copper here. So I thought it was really interesting that by trading and traveling, Native Americans who had things made of copper found its way all the way down here. Mm. So, okay, 
that's you know that's quite a that's quite a trip if you're gonna hit all those state parks i think you can do that in a couple of days what do you think um Fort, oh. Fort Myers to Crystal River? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you could do that in a couple of days. Where do you want to go? Okay, I'll pick my beach being Honeymoon Island because I love it there. Okay. Um, I'll never pass up Wikiwachi. <laughs> Just in case if yes. you've learned anything about me, you know I love Wikiwachi. And I think the Crystal River Archaeological State Park for education. There you go. I think that would be a really good one to take the kids to at some point. I definitely want to, I want to head up to Fakahachi (laughs) just to go to the boardwalk. to say the name. That too, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to look at, I just want to take that nice boardwalk trail. Uh, Just looking at it online, it looked really uh, interesting and I mean, I would totally go to, I want to go to Cayo Costa because I feel like that's even more remote. So you've got kind of this beach feel all to yourself. And then, I mean, yeah, I, I need to sign up for some tail mail. From, you want some tail mail <laughs> from Wiki. You can never pass up Wikiwachi. You can't exactly. do it. <laughs> all right, moving on though. It's time for our featured Florida product of the week. And each week we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. Since we were talking salt, I, I see that. found a place that has Florida pure sea salt. It is hand harvested sea salt made in small batches, producing a clean, fine tasting salt with 80 mineral elements. So it's really good for you too. Mm, they it. have, I love this. They have flavors that are lime infused, rosemary infused, maple bacon <gasps> infused. My husband's hooked. Salt. Can you imagine? Nope. They even, you can even sell, you can even buy salted butter from them. You can order some of their salts for as little as $11 a bottle, but I recommend they have a sunshine sampler pack for $28. Fantastic. I think it's I, I'm I'm ordering some this week for sure. Nice. I got to get the And they've got bacon. beautiful, look at their packages though too. They've got really beautiful, clean, you know, just. Oh yeah. It's a neat little package. It's a beautiful, beautiful little site. Someone did a good job branding. <laughs> yeah, they did. All right. Stay tuned to find out where we are going next week. Okay, so in the meantime, if you haven't followed us yet, after all this time, please take a look at us on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod. You can also go to floridatravelpod.com. We always share when we're traveling pictures and words, all kinds of words. I just shared something about uh, the upcoming episode, too. Yes, you did. So if there's something that you've seen on our social media that we didn't mention, so we were there, but we didn't mention it, go ahead and comment there. You can also email us at hello at floridatravelpod.com. And you can support the Florida Travel Pod by following us or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. This really does help others discover our content. It's all that good algorithm stuff, right? If you enjoy our content, we would really love it if you supported us on Patreon. Uh, we Go to patreon.com slash floridatravelpod. We're going to give you stuff too. We're going to give you shout outs, postcards, stickers, mugs, t-shirts. Pretty what do you want? You know, if you want something, <laughs> let us know. If you do, do support us, however, it really does allow us to dedicate more time and resources to research the best content. Send us on trips to travel and look at things I mean, to tell you about. I'm pretty sure people want to send themselves on trips, <laughs> but you know, hey. But if you helps, can't go, we can. It helps pay the bills, right? <laughs> so next week, we're going to talk about Winter Park. That's it for this week. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone.
Now all you have to say is... Alexa, play Collage Travel Radio on TuneIn. What was that? Alexa, play Collage Travel Radio on TuneIn. Really? Now Collage Travel Radio expands our reach to TuneIn's 30 million U.S.-based listeners via TuneIn's app. Wow! Plus 200 connected devices and auto partners, which include Tesla, Volvo, Sonos, Amazon, Samsung, and others. This is Collage Travel Radio.